Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. What is the no asshole rule? In this episode, we discuss an interesting article published in the Harvard Business Review, brought to us by Serenity Now for Entrepreneur panelist Peggy. Came from a place of a you know very upstanding university that they should employ this no asshole rule. This term is often associated in mainstream with lawyers. What does Kathleen have to say about that? Uh, you know, in my profession as lawyers. The TV persona of a lawyer, people love the asshole, like the suits. I don't watch the show, but I, you know, I know the Harvey, whomever it is, reference. I love Harvey. Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) See, people love the asshole. Um, But in law school, they actually spend a lot of time teaching you how not to be an asshole. And then when you graduate, you sign a canon of legal ethics. And it essentially is very politely telling you not to be an asshole in your practice. What kind of asshole resonated with us? Let's face it, guys, we've all been assholes ourselves, and we're the owners, the leaders. I'm one of those people that, you know, I got a bit of a slow burn. I'm the slow burn asshole. I'll put up with shit I shouldn't. Oops, I said two words that are bad. (laughs) I put up with stuff that I shouldn't put up with. What is a TCA? Yeah, I think they defined it as TCA, the total cost of assholes. (laughs) <laughs> Brilliant, definite. Candace, can we include that into our line items under our, you know, financial statements at the end of the year? <laughs> I wonder if there's a tax deduction for that. And clients can be assholes too, but Rita wasn't about to put up with that. This sneaky asshole turned out to be a true certified asshole. <laughs> and within a week, we had already engaged the lawyers and they were they were terminated. If you're a winner, if you're successful, and you're an asshole, you're still an asshole. I don't want to be around you. What can you implement at work for temporary asshole behavior? So five asshole day passes that that turn into a sticky note on your door would proceed with caution. So proceed with caution should be loud and clear on that message. And if you're the asshole in question? Can we say that I was the asshole, but I still stayed within my five asshole day rules, so you can't sue me? Or <laughs> well, we I might have to define yeah, yeah. which which element of asshole we're talking about. Also, in this episode, Kathleen shares actions she took to implement the no asshole rule in her business. Let's take a listen. So, ladies, I want to tell you about this really interesting paper that I came across. It was a professor from Stanford University that wrote a paper for the Harvard Business Review. And if you can believe it, he used the word asshole in it. He actually wrote about a rule that he actually got in in place in Stanford University called the no asshole rule. I read it and I thought it was so brilliant because I think we all love love to, you know, behind closed doors call people assholes at work and clients and, and various people in our lives assholes, but nobody comes and says it out loud. And I thought it was really interesting that it came from a place of a, you know, very upstanding university that they should employ this no asshole rule. And they talk about it quite openly. And I think maybe some people find it offensive, but the reason for doing it is, is to put it out on the table so that you can have a conversation when someone's behavior, whether they're a temporary asshole or whether they're a full-time asshole, 
you can have that conversation and and let people know it's not acceptable. Anyhow, I just thought it was interesting. I thought it'd be something we could have a really good chat about because I'm sure we've all been assholes at some point in our life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> Cannot I know. Deny. I know I have been. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wonder if they um, if they purposely use the word asshole to make the the well not only the point but because if you if you go the other way and use the polite version of you know you shall be polite in 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 the workplace, everybody looks at it and goes yeah yeah and kind of you know it, it falls off their mind whereas if you kind of go the opposite way and with the the shock and awe or whatever you want to call it maybe it maybe it receives more attention than than if if you go the polite route yeah for me i certainly it certainly grabbed my attention as soon as peggy mentioned it especially since it was in harvard like that you know for them to use that language openly i thought was pretty cool pretty honest and it it gets people's attention and like you said it calls people out on exactly what it is the one thing i liked about it was one of the comments that he made in it was he said you know we can think of famous people we can think of people who um, are very very successful but they're assholes uh, Steve Jobs was one of them. Tiger Woods, in my opinion, is one of them. And there's all kinds of athletes and public figures that are assholes. But we think it's okay because they're successful. But in his book, he says, if you're, if you're a winner, if you're successful and you're an asshole, you're still an asshole. I don't want to be around you. And I think that's so valid because there's a lot of these young technology companies led by very young people who think, because they're successful, they can be an asshole. I think they'll learn you can't be. I hope yeah, I thought, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And I think one thing that was really cool is that it, the concept of there, it is possible to have a workplace without assholes. And if you define it as such, that this workplace will shall not have assholes, and that is our rule and our standard, um, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And that's pretty amazing. Instead of just having your normal policies and procedures and you're defining exactly what it is. It kind of made me think of our company. I think we have, you know, incorporated this no asshole rule for clients, for staff, for, for other vendors or partners, but we never actually defined it using that word. Like, like you said, Candice, uh, maybe it was a shock and awe factor, but now I'm so excited because I'm fine with defining it as the no asshole rule policy for the company. It just, it's so much easier, very direct, uh, and you really can't go wrong um, in terms of defining were you an asshole today or is that asshole-like behavior? I think what I, you know, I liked about it at first, of course, I, I think the title's funny. So swearing in a professional um, publication like the Harvard <laughs> Business Review by a Stanford professor, like, I just think that's funny. So I expected when I read it that it would be a bit more tongue in cheek. But then when I got into it, I was like, wow, this is really, you know, there's just some behaviors that jerk or bully doesn't capture. And it they, the person truly is being an asshole. And, uh, you know, in my profession as lawyers, the TV persona of a lawyer, people love the asshole, like the suits. I don't watch the show, but I, you know, I know the Harvey, whomever it is, reference. I love Harvey. 
Harvey. <laughs> See, people love the asshole. Um, but in law school, they actually spend a lot of time teaching you how not to be an asshole. And then when you graduate, you sign a canon of legal ethics. And it essentially is very politely telling you not to be an asshole in your practice. Um, but I think that it never quite gets articulated the way it did in this essay. And so that, that was appealing for me when I read it. I was surprised how technical it was. Like he he talked about case studies, he talked about statistics. It wasn't tongue in cheek. It was a real paper, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Uh, well, I think his message is I think his message is is that it it damages companies. It it people are your main source or resource in a company and when you have someone um undermining the success of your company through their behavior you know it's costly and i don't think people realize the cost of that behavior absolutely he talked about the cost of it and also how damaging it was to the other people even if you're not the person that has been uh, affected by the asshole directly but to have that in the workplace and people are witness to it and it even affects their families at home how long they stay with your company their productivity their commitment their dedication so it was it was quite in depth yeah i think they defined it as tca the total cost of assholes <laughs> brilliant definite candace can we include that into our line items under our you know, financial statements at the end of the year. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. there's a tax deduction for that. Yeah, there should be. let's hope, let's hope that, that it's zero for us. You know, there and should then be. for future financing, we'll say we removed this line item. So we, we should have less expense through this line item for next year. So our profits should lift. <laughs> I do think that is a side effect of removing assholes. I really do. But let's face it, guys, we've all been assholes ourselves, and we're the owners, the leaders. I know for sure I'm one of those people that, you know, I got a bit of a slow burn. I'm the slow burn asshole. I'll put up with shit I shouldn't. Oops, I said two words that are bad. <laughs> I put up with stuff that I shouldn't put up with for so long, and then I snap. And when I should have addressed it earlier. That's the kind of asshole I am. You know, so is that really being an asshole though? Is that? No, it is. The behavior at the end is asshole-ish for sure. Oh. <laughs> 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 and I think addressing something like this head on brings it into a place where it's it can be talked about more openly. Because I have to tell you, there was a time, you know, not as long ago as I'd like to, it to have been that I was an asshole and I was an asshole for a long time, but I didn't actually realize it. I was under an extreme amount of um, stress. Um, I did not recognize that what the stress was doing to me and I was snippy and I snapped at people and I was, you know, not nice to approach and nobody wanted to work with me. So I was that, you know, the total cost asshole, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> And it all kind of came to a head one day when I flipped out on somebody over something that was so stupid. And uh, all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, like, you know, I've, I've been wandering around in this, this haze, whereas if, if our firm had probably had something like this, I think somebody would have said something to me sooner. But because I'm the boss and and you know one of the bosses and all these things and we just don't had didn't have a culture of open discussion about uncomfortable things 
nobody ever said anything to me and it went on for way longer than it should have. So I think having something like this in place makes the discussion easier to have and maybe you know, people would have realized sooner the amount of stress that I was under, whereas, you know, I that that bad incident had to happen before everybody realized just where I was, because I'm very good, like the duck with my feet going underwater. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> but on the surface, everything looks great. So <laughs> I have a suggestion, Candice, your company should get some stickers that say, asshole, inside beware as you enter or you know temporary <laughs> asshole you know you get a day pass <laughs> and, and, put it on your office door day pass yeah so you get an so maybe inside pass. of our inside of our contracts that we have for staff you get five per year or is that too many is that too many per I think year five is like very reasonable five is, <laughs> i think so yeah so so we five we day passes eh? yeah <laughs> So five asshole day passes that that turn into a sticky note on your door with proceed with caution. So proceed with caution should be loud and clear on that message. Well, also with the remote setting sometimes that we have now, I think we could have the badge in an email. Nina, you're in marketing. You can kind of do up the I've, I'm going to be an asshole or I'm an asshole, temporary asshole for today badge. I can, perhaps. I can do those icons. You know, so what level of asshole? <laughs> the emojis. <laughs> How big do you want the sign to be? Yeah, it could be. It could be from one to ten. So you know, it could be, and then everybody is aware without saying anything. So that could Rate be. My that could be yeah. 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 And you're self-rated, so you know nobody's rating it for you. It's the. It, it does bring self-awareness, I think, and you the have whole to conversation. Rate. You do have to worry when they cross out your evaluation of where you are in the <laughs> one to ten, <laughs> and they mark it a little higher. <laughs> Absolutely, that could be an issue. Well, it's funny, Candace. Like what you said, like I, you know, every interaction I've had with you is like you're you just like the utmost professional. You're you're so you're so soft spoken. I can't imagine you being an asshole ever. But it. It's interesting because in the paper he talks about if you've never been an asshole, I want to talk to you because as a human, this this is a problem for any human in any like place, regardless of your age, perhaps your background, what profession you're in. That we 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 all have this uh, behavior at some point or another to some degree, and it's okay to talk about and and recognize and have these conversations. We've talked about ourselves. Do we have any stories about others like clients? Oh, yeah. I can share a lot of those. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we, we go through a vetting process. I, I think it's pretty good. It's very rigorous. It's updated uh, on a quarterly basis. So we can usually pull them out. But I'm telling you guys, they're, they're sometimes what we call the sneaky assholes. They do show up even if you have your vetting process intact and, and even updated. Uh, a couple of years back, I had a client that was, I don't know what else to say other than lovely sounds great, always upbeat, happy, pushing boundaries in the industry, always moving forward. So we always had a lot of fun. But every once in a while, she'd add these, what I call red flags into the conversations or emails or even text messages. And sometimes she did stuff by not doing stuff. 
by becoming silent for a couple of days or just non-communicative or non-responsive for for a while and then after about six months i kind of said what am i losing it what's going on because if i initially think of this person i say they're nice they're good they're great to work with but I, so i tested the theory out and i went through a series of text messages and tried to see if I could draw out the asshole or was it a real person? I know it sounds odd, but I was, I was, this sneaky asshole was really messing with my mind by that time. So I felt like I needed to do something. So, but in the span of 48 hours through all the text messages back and forth, and I actually ended up uh, using silence to find out more stuff. So I stopped responding. This sneaky asshole turned out to be a true certified asshole. <laughs> and within a week, we had already engaged the lawyers and they were they were terminated. So so just be careful of those sneaky assholes. I yeah, have a variation on that. I have a variation on that. I have I've had a we've had a few clients in the past that were delightful to the partners. Absolutely a delight to talk to sociable, you know, appreciative of our services. And every time they deal with administration, administrative staff or more junior accounting staff, they were quite rude and offensive. And the, the difference was so vast that it's, that it's hard because you trust your staff and believe your staff, but you also have to believe your direct experience, which are in direct conflict with one another. And and, and I have to tell you that that is a difficult situation to deal with because it's uh, it, it's not even a he said, she said. It's like your own experience against somebody that you trust is saying something. And it's just, oh, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. But at the end of the day, we just, I don't know, we, uh, we erred on the side of caution and just backed out of the relationship with the client. But uh, still. It so is, is uh, that like a covert asshole? Like they. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe that's a passive aggressive asshole. Yeah, a closeted yeah, asshole. That's what I think. Yeah, or a like closet. more a bully asshole because mm. they knew Candace, yourself, and your partners were at the top, but anybody else was beneath them and they could do what they wished. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. not okay. People are people. I don't, I, you know what I mean? I don't care what their title are. They yeah. They all deserve to be treated with respect. So. Mm -hmm. That, that's mentioned in the paper as well. How do you teach, how do you treat people that when you're in a position of power and somebody's like, um, and not in a position of power, perhaps an assistant or, or something else, some other position, like how are they being treated? Um, and it's, it's not okay any way you look at it. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be something you're proud of. He also references a uh, I think it was a uh, somebody in Hollywood that went through 250 assistants and mm -hmm. as if that's a badge of honor or something to say, well, this assistant got fired for bringing me the wrong coffee or the wrong muffin. Now it's, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. That's abysmal behavior. That's for sure. That's disgusting. So here's a, here's a question for you, all of you or whoever wants to chime in, but Let's say you do identify somebody who in your organization is an asshole or in the case of a client, it's an asshole. So Rita, you mentioned, you know, you guys backed out of the contract, same with you, Candice, but how do you communicate then um, with the team or with, you know, the, uh, the asshole themselves? Like, what do you say? How do you test and ensure that you're not making assumptions? 
um, because you know in ca- in the case of Rita, you were like six months into this, and you're it's it's hot and cold, right? It sounded like for this particular client, where sometimes they're super warm and they're amazing, and then you're like, I love them, and then they're super cold and freezing and icy, and so how how do you guys um, deal with that? <laughs> well. Well, for, for us, we have a very small, tight team, and we, we do share quite extensively. Since everything was documented on text messages, and we have our internal uh, company agreements on confidentiality and non-disclosures, et cetera, it was pretty straightforward. I showed them the text messages, and they basically all said, we had a funny feeling about that one. <laughs> we, so they all had some kind of experience. But then the other part of it was they said, why didn't you lose it? We're so impressed that you didn't actually turn into the asshole. And I said, you know, you know, I can be for some clients, I actually have to be an on demand asshole. But if I <laughs> wanted to, I could have. But in this situation, I had to actually be very cautious. And because of the inconsistent or sneaky asshole, perhaps there was something else going on. So mm. we had to just actually follow through on some of our termination um, steps. And, and that was calling in the lawyer. So for us, it was, in this case, it was pretty straightforward. Interesting. It is, it is hard to recognize an asshole at times. And I think the first step is looking at yourself. And is there anything you're projecting? Is there anything you're contributing? Like as self-aware people, as owners, as partners, we have to look at that. Like what, what part am I playing in this? If any, doesn't always have to be that you're playing a part in it, but you know, I, I have been an asshole at times and it was unintentional. And it was when my younger days, when I first started my company, I was 25 years old. I was super, super driven. And my goal was to build my company. It was to provide the best customer service ever and to get more clients. And um, I didn't often think of my team (laughs) because I thought my goal was their goal. They're part of the team. So, uh, my right-hand guy, JD, very eloquently pulled me aside one day and said, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, there's people with lives outside of your vision for what happens with the company, which I was flabbergasted at. How could this happen? <laughs> um, but uh, he he did, he used a little humor. He, uh, he did, uh, he was straightforward and he did say, look, you know, I, like we understand your drive we believe in the company we believe in what you're doing but you have to bring the team into it it can't be all your decisions and then you convey it to the team you have to have the buy-in and so and this is why we have people like this for checks and balances and you have to surround yourself by good people so that they can say you know what kind of culture do you want to create here so it's fine for you to have your drive and ambition and it wasn't like i was uh, a jerk to anybody to their face it's just i was maybe an unintentional asshole and now i feel like i'm the reformed asshole so <laughs> you've come full circle <laughs> I, I i'm working on it i'm working on it i can be an on-demand asshole as well uh, when needed but i i feel like maybe all of us have that ability if i had to guess for sure for sure for sure stephanie you've been really quiet i want to hear about what kind of asshole you are 
Um, <laughs> she's the quiet. Yeah, I mean, oh, you, just, you just have to ask me which day it is, and it might change by the day as well. Uh, but I feel like I'm a little bit more of a cornered asshole. I feel like if I feel uh-huh. I'm backing myself into a corner for whatever reason, and I have no defense mechanism other than turning into like a crazy <laughs> yeah, fight for your life, fight out of the room, asshole. And um, yeah, not proud of it, but recognize <laughs> that that's what happens. So it's, you know, it's very important that I always have a, have an exit strategy when I'm in those, those cases, right? So, so, so that do I you don't... exit, so you become the crazy asshole on, like, on the spot, but yeah. asshole. So what do you do? How do you get out? I How think do you exit uh, gracefully? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really difficult because I think while you're being an asshole, for those who aren't consistent in being assholes, like generally they're not certified, you you know <laughs> when you've crossed that line and then you start like apologizing and becoming mm-hmm. Yeah, the and words I'm sorry are pretty powerful. Lift it back, right? And you go, you know what, I actually, I, I just needed to breathe for a sec or, you know, I this is not me. I, I really just need five minutes and you excuse yourself, you exit, you breathe, you do your thing, you come back and you go, yeah, that was not OK. Um, and then you apologize and you ask for forgiveness and see where where that takes you. But it's really interesting because I think that the reason why I had that question about what do you do is it's hard for me to sometimes recognize some of the asshole behavior. Like, is it this person is having a bad day? Is it yeah. something, you know, that personally had happened to them? Maybe someone was in a car accident or someone became ill in their family just before they got to work. And so they turn into this and then it's monitoring. I think as a leader in your company, the responsibility is for you to also monitor a little bit. So it's just fascinating to me. And now, you know, also because we have a lawyer on um, the call today as well to just think about like, is there a point when you overstep as a leader or business owner and and um, how do you kind of deal with that so that you don't get your ass sued? <laughs> yeah. to, you know, well, work on yeah. that. If you really do overstep, you probably should get your ass sued. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's why we have anti-harassment uh, sort of, you know, rules in, in place. So, um, you know, I think we've, heard there's a, a spectrum of asshole-ness. Um, we've got unintentional, we've got temporary, we've got sneaky, we've got um, back to the on demand. On demand. <laughs> on demand. <laughs> Overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> Overwhelmed. But, um, but, uh, but I think, you know, what the paper gets at is some of those more insidious things like the harassment, the bullying, um, just that sort of that behavior that maybe is hard to put your put a definition to without turning to the word asshole. And, and, you know, I, I don't think that as leaders, there's probably any time where it's justifiable to have, you know, to take on any of those traits, you know, to always keep yourself in check. Um, But of course we are all human and and things do boil over from time to time. So I think having a a good HR policy in place that everybody signs on to, that's going to help you from from going too far off the rails. <laughs> I I have a question, Kathleen. Do you sure. think that we'd be able to somewhere within the HR policy incorporate the 
five asshole day rules? And is that day 24 hours, eight hours? Is it like the full work day? Is it, can I do, can, can we say that I was the asshole, but I still stayed within my five asshole day rules so you can't sue me? Or well, We I might have to define yeah. 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 Which, which element of asshole we're talking about. If it's sexual yeah. harassment, no. If it's being yeah. cranky, then yeah, we could probably have a few day passes for being yeah, cranky. You can't, you can't break any BC labor laws or, no. you know, any human rights uh, violations are unacceptable on any day. Yeah. Doing any of those yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Just to be clear. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the the paper it kind of defines when somebody's an asshole as how they make the other person feel, right? Because mm. it says mm -hmm. it says after encountering the person, do people feel oppressed, humil humiliated, or otherwise worse about themselves? And does the person target people who are less powerful? powerful than him or her and I think in the temporary situations I don't think people are walking away from that person that's being that temporary asshole feeling humiliated and picked on and those kinds of things because that requires repetitive behavior in most yeah. cases I mean unless you've got somebody really sensitive but uh, I think in a normal situation if somebody's having a bad day and they happen to yell at somebody yes it's not okay and yes they're being a temporary asshole but i don't think that a normal human being having been the brunt of that behavior would feel humiliated or oppressed or bullied after one incident so mm -hmm. i think that's where you need to you know kind of focus on the difference i think so maybe yeah. we're talking about the difference between what he calls a temporary asshole which we all have you know we've talked about we've all been that and then the certified asshole and i think quite often in life we see those people as manipulators bullies um you know narcissists mm -hmm. that kind of thing where it's a full-time job they make they make everyone's life miserable wherever they go because it everything they do tries to fit their agenda and mm -hmm. at whatever cost for the people around them and you know you talked about you know monitoring people's moods and behavior whatever you know what we forget that we can just ask we can just ask someone, you know, you seem a little upset today. Is there anything I can do to help? Are you having a good day, a bad day? If you want to talk, I'm here. You can talk. And as a boss, that's so powerful because quite often there's that artificial wall between bosses and employees. But if you acknowledge that what you see and offer help, that's all you can do. And sometimes that alone is enough. They may not even talk to you, but knowing that you put that gesture out there is good. So that's sort of for the temporary behaviors but those really serious you know chronic narcissistic bullying all those kinds of bad um, behaviors I think the answer is a sole of your boot right on their ass Absolutely. <laughs> I think the best thing I ever learned about HR was hire slow fire fast mm -hmm. yeah that is exactly yeah. Uh, the best thing for in this situation once you recognize um, that a person is a certified asshole, they need to go. No excuses. Uh, because that is, and especially if it's intentional behavior of, of some, especially if it's crossed the line for like some of the examples they gave, like invading someone's space, making them being inappropriate to them, humiliating them. Uh, 
I don't think there's any place for that in a workplace. And once you see it, they got to go. I think Agreed. I think that's also one of the big pieces, you know, after working, you know, outside of business and in corporate land, whether it was here or overseas, it was so easy for me to define toxic workplaces, which were basically defined by those certified assholes. Mm-hmm. And and so it was almost like I said, an un kind of spoken rule in our own policy of not having these types of people involved in our company, whether it was a client or staff or or a, a partner. So I, I can definitely see that. Um, my partners and I recently sat down and did a values session. So what are the values of our firm? And, you know, there were certainly some common threads. Um, and the, what prompted it was a you know, we we ultimately didn't fire an individual, but we were, it wasn't, you could tell it wasn't going to work. And ultimately this person left on their own accord, but none of us could put our finger on exactly what it was about that person until having read this paper, I think, you know, that person was just an asshole. And if we incorporate this into our HR policy and our value statement, um, you know, I do think that, like we've said a few times, naming it, having it something where you can say, you know what, you are being an asshole. This isn't one of our values. I think, you know, I would like to look at implementing something like that at my firm, because uh, I think it could be quite powerful at all levels of employee and partner staff, support staff, everything. That's pretty cool. That's a, It's pretty amazing for a law firm, I think, to be able to implement that. I'd be interested in learning how that goes. I'm so excited to learn how that goes. <laughs> yeah, us well, too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'll see if my partners go for it. They all have a pretty good sense. There won't be no one will be scared off by the title. I don't think. There, there was one other thing in the article. What, what do you guys think of this? It said um, Sutton advises companies to adopt the one asshole rule. <laughs> so he believes by having a couple of token jerks in a company. <laughs> Co-workers will observe their bad behavior and be more likely to do the right thing. What do you guys think uh, of that? I think I it's dangerous. That. Yeah, yeah. that's a little bit of a throwing a grenade in there and seeing if it's going to explode, right? Because yeah. it can totally infiltrate through the departments. People see that they get, you know, away with that behavior and then they start doing it. And now you've got a a smurf land of assholes uh, that you've got to clean up. And so I'd, I'd rather, you know, just nip it in the bud myself. Mm-hmm. I the, like smurf land. That's the, paper, <laughs> the paper was, the, the paper addressed that specifically though, Stephanie, apparently if studies have been done. So if you've got one person that is doing something where most of the people are doing it right, apparently most of the people will reject that one person. It reminds them what, because they can see around them that that's not the cool thing to do. <laughs> this is the cool thing to do. Right. Whereas if one person is doing something and it's evident that lots of people are doing, then it draws the other people, the good, the good quote unquote people into over to the dark side. So, um, so, and the rationale, I, I, I thought that was neat too, Rita, but I, I agree. I'm just, you, you don't want like a full blown yeah. jerk maybe. You just want somebody that sh- exhibits jerk-like activity because then people are reminded that that's not okay. And then that person gets ostracized anyways. They probably won't stay long, so. 
So then you got to so, replace that asshole every so often as well. Yeah. You got to keep looking for you assholes. Gotta, you got to look for someone who's outside of that culture. Oh man, that's that's a task in itself. I, I, have, I, I, I have a better idea. I have a better idea that you know how people used to send in mystery shoppers like went to, to assess, <laughs> you guys know where I'm going with this. Oh, right? Asshole detective. So you have you have oh a God, client. We can start a new company. Yeah. <laughs> a whole new company. Sure. He wasn't going there, Rita. I can be the on-demand asshole. I told you guys. This is awesome. (laughs) It was the asshole client. We send in a fake asshole client to remind everyone of how that feels. And then, you know, and then they're exposed to this asshole-like behavior. And then it's a good little check. You know, some sort of mystery, a mystery asshole that makes an appearance every once in and a while. And then you also that. know how your staff would deal with that yeah. and yes. if they're following policy and yeah. if they actually would get rid of this asshole or they'd be like, let me sell you more. Let's see what, yeah. you, can, yeah. what you can take. How many do you want to take? Yeah. Okay, I'm not in favor of a token asshole. I've dealt with too many of them in my life. I think I think we'll just go Zippo on that one. I'm I'm with Peggy. When it comes to figuring out risk, there's already enough unknown variables out there. I'm not going to add a known variable to my risk yeah. profile. Mm-hmm. Risk. So, yeah. but it was fun to talk about it. I don't care what the statistics say. No assholes in this company. Yeah, yeah. A strict no asshole policy. Did you see the one where they evaluated the example they gave, where they evaluated potential hires by putting a flyer on their car? And then they they looked in to see how they dealt with the flyer on their car. Did they crumple it up and litter, or did they put it inside their car or recycle? Like if there was a recycling bin nearby, did they dispose of it? And then if I guess maybe what they were saying with that example is people that litter are just automatically assholes. <laughs> so it's a good way to weed them out. Disrespectful. Like, yeah. I thought that one was interesting too. Um, okay, so I think with this article being super uh, eye-opening, I'm going to use that term, um, for all of us ladies on the call today, let's do a quick fire. What did you really get out of this article and how did it you know, resonate with you or not resonate with you? Um, yeah, we'll start with Candice and Candice, you pick the next, next person to go. So. I think the thing that resonated with me the most was that by having a policy, this becomes something that is talked about. So instead of people just skirting the issue or, you know, you know, gossiping behind, you know, you know, some people talk about it, some people don't, or everybody in the office knows that this person's a jerk and that person that is being a jerk doesn't know. It it makes it more commonplace to talk about it which I think will eliminate or or guide people more effectively and less subjectively I guess is the word I'm looking for uh, that's what resonated with me so I think I like the idea of having a policy like this just so that it's out in the open what about you Peggy I go back to what I said at the beginning and that is um, I don't believe that success allows you to be an asshole. I don't care how much money you have, how successful you've been in your sport, your business, your career. There is no room for assholes. And because you are successful, 
you do not get permission to be an asshole. In fact, if anything, use your success for good things, right? So, you know, to me, that's that's a real um, lesson to teach our kids. I mean, we do in a way in sport, we tell them, you know, you got to be a good winner as well as a good loser, right? So I, I just really believe that success doesn't give you permission to be an asshole. I am going to pick Rita next. You always pick me, Peggy. You always do that. You and me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that. I, I think I'm 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 with you, Candace, on on the whole point of recognizing and allowing it to be spoken about uh, and 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 shared. It's like I said, we have an informal rule, but I think if you keep it straightforward and simple and out there, it's much easier to discuss and walk forward. I, I think that it would be cool if we came out with a checklist for recognizing the signs of an asshole. <laughs> and and that could be done together as, as a company or even just within us, the six of us, because that would be very helpful. So I want to take it the next step further of helping to define that. If you see this behavior, I call them red flag behaviors, uh, then then let's take a look at that and make it make it even easier as you implement and execute this new rule. I'll pick uh, Kathleen, our lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, as I said before, I, you know, I think what, it could be quite powerful to actually draw attention to these character traits or these sort of um, behaviors that we're coining it as asshole. And, and so, you know, on a level as a manager, I found the paper quite powerful in that, um, you know, it sort of gave me that professional freedom to maybe implement this in a uh, setting where you wouldn't normally expect a law firm to have a rule about no assholes. But I think what a good place to start. <laughs> You're setting the standard. Mm -hmm. awesome. I'll oh. go next. Yes. I'll, uh, since uh, since I just spoke up there, um, I think it was a good reminder. I really liked how frank the paper was. I I liked um, how it was uh, just dealing with the problem head on. Here's a problem. Here's the issue. Here's a no asshole rule policy. And I think um, since the topic of this conversation is, is you know, asshole, I think one of the things is grown ass women, at some point you realize what you want to deal with and what you don't want to deal with. And you can set that standard for yourself within your company, for your people. And um, if you don't want to deal with it, your your team that shouldn't have to deal with it. And if you want to set that standard for yourself, and maybe that client isn't worth it, you know, whatever amount of money you're getting from them, whatever the revenue is, if they're if they're assholes, it's perhaps not worth it. And you got to look at that as as a company. So I think it was a good reminder to always keep yourself in check and. Also, what are you doing for your company? I'm really interested to see how Kathleen's implementation goes. I'm certainly going to be talking uh, to my team about this rule as well. And Stephanie, I guess that leaves you. Yeah. So I think that it was um, recognizing that uh, there is a cost to 
having these assholes in the organization. And what's really interesting is often some of these assholes could be people who are the highest, you know, bank in the in the business like they bring in the most bank they are able to close the most sales and maybe part of that is the the method that they go about different things and so ensuring that you're always keeping in touch with your staff and really understanding and and pointing things out you know early on as opposed to just waiting until it um just kind of brews and and becomes a little bit of an issue there so i thought that that was really interesting is as a business, you want to have a strong company that serves your clients and your staff, but you also need to understand that uh, there may be certain situations where it's not worth it. And that's the the key thing to this uh, particular article is like, is it worth it? And it really isn't. Um, and I also will echo, you know, some of the other comments in terms of being able to have a culture where you can call it out. It's like, are you an asshole just for this hour? Or have you decided that you <laughs> wanna be an asshole for the day? Is this a monthly thing? Do you wanna just let us know? And so just sets that precedence for everybody else to just kind of have that expectation. Setting expectations is what I would say. <laughs> and using humor, it sounds like you're using humor in that situation too, uh, yeah. to, to make the conversation a little bit easier. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, this was so great. Um, thank you so much. Learned a lot. You know, you can definitely see the information about um, the the blog or the write up uh, the paper on this. And so we'll be able to post it uh, with this episode and uh, read up on it and see how it resonates with you. Thanks, everyone. What did you get out of this episode? Would a no asshole policy help align your corporate culture? Is there an asshole in you or in others that you know? When you run into an asshole next time, whether they're a client, team member, or yourself, what are you going to do about it? We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.